0: The two men in a Bible with Doctor Jonathan Beeler and Doyle Patrick. Patrick.
1: Yes, yes, yes. He's
0: here. What are we talking about today, Doyle?
1: Well, we're going to talk about a little story about Israel and their sin, and going into AI and being defeated by the little people in their lives, the little things in their lives, and what caused that.
0: Doyle, is that practical for today?
1: I'm afraid it is extremely practical for today because we all pretty much know the big stuff.
0: Well, one thing, Doyle, before we get on to this, is it I or AI? I've heard two people you know, say it differently.
1: Well, according to me, it's AI. Okay. And uh, if somebody else wants to be wrong, that's okay. I, I, can, I can live with it. Do you know
0: what I used to do when I couldn't pronounce something when I preached or taught? What's that? I cough. <clears throat> to that city. And then I go on to another one. That can fix it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that can fix it. Um, I uh, also have been using my uh, phone app that has uh, a Bible reader on it, and wow. I let him pronounce it for me.
0: What did he say it was? AI. AI? Mm-hmm. Okay. AI it is. Mm-hmm. So tell us, uh, what do we want to start here? Do we want to start right before... Um, the, right, right, before, right after uh, Jericho and the, the victory of Jericho.
1: Well, you know, maybe we need to set it up a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, we're in Joshua chapter seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to to skip down here. They had had several. Um, they had had several victories. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to verse one. And it says, "The Israelites, however." were unfaithful regarding the things set apart for destruction. Achan, son of Carmi, uh, had uh, had uh, the son of uh, Zebai, Zebo, I don't know
0: Just curious right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah,
1: there yeah son there. of Zebai, <clears throat> <throat> right. and uh, of the tribe of Judah, took some of what he had set apart and the Lord's anger burned against the Israelites. Hmm. That's a... Uh, that's a little bit of what's going on in this particular section what had happened they had gone to uh, they were beginning the conquest they had gone through a major victory which was of course Jericho and then after Jericho they had come up upon this little place called AI and I whatever you want to call it <clears throat> and yeah. they said uh, you know these guys are so small let's don't let's don't have everybody go out there. Let's give some rest to these people. Mm-hmm. So just send two or three thousand. Well, to err on the, the side of of caution, they sent three thousand men. Mm-hmm. The three thousand men then went to uh, attack the city, mm-hmm. and when the giant walked out, well, not giant, but when the people came out, they fled. Mm-hmm. They they ran away in front of the face of that.
0: But Ai wasn't very powerful. I mean, Jericho was, you had giants in Jericho, right?
1: It wasn't powerful. It was very small. But the key part to this was that the Spirit of the Lord was not with them. And if you go back and you remember, um, was it um, Elijah Mm -hmm. and uh, the prophets of Baal and there were four hundred of them, and he was on top of the world. And then one woman came out and said, "I'm going to get you," and he fled.
0: Oh, you're talking about uh, Jezebel? Yes. Yeah.
1: So it's similar to that in that they had they had a sin that they were holding on to.
0: So, so what you're saying here is when they went into Jericho, the promised land, that. They had a great victory they didn't have one fatality and God was with them there but he wasn't with them here in AI
1: because of a sin that they were harboring
0: okay
1: now the sin was that they had they had taken some of the things that God had said was accursed and I think that it it correlates to a lot of what happens in our lives when we allow a little sin to accumulate. Remember, the the things that he took were practical things, suits of clothes, some gold, you know, things that could be used, things that you wouldn't think um, would be a a problem. Um, I mean, let's just say that he got his gold and he tithed off of it. Well, that's good, right?
0: Not this time,
1: because, because God wanted it all. Because God said no. Now we don't know the the reason. I've heard several people say that, you know, it was because uh, the people were infected and you know, all of these kinds of things. We don't know what it Spiritism was. Spiritism. But we do know like that. that God said, Don't do it.
0: And He doesn't require obedience is not partial.
1: Yeah, that and that's that's where we run into problems. I think more so then outright sin. And, and I'm talking about in the church, you have people who try to skirt the edges. Have you ever heard, someone, have heard this question in, in dealing with youth? How far can you go on a date without actually sinning? That is a great question. Well, that tells me that you're trying to get that around right. the law, which is exactly what he was doing, True. which resulted in disaster. But I also think he
0: was greedy. They have estimated Doyle that the the equal amount that he stole into uh, equal with what would be worth today in our currency would be twenty five thousand dollars, and in twenty five thousand dollars at this time in Israel's history would have been a fortune. Significant. So was it was greed.
1: There. It's significant. Yes. It's greed. It's also one of the things too about this that. Um, When this defeat occurred, uh, after returning, I'm going to start reading in verse 3, after returning uh, to Joshua, they reported to him, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to skip ahead. That was, uh, we had already talked about that. Uh, Verse 6, then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening, as did the elders of Israel. They all put dust on their heads. Oh, Lord God, Joshua said, why did you ever bring these people across the Jordan to hand us over to the Amorites for our destruction? If only we had been content to remain on the other side of the Jordan. Where did you hear that before? uh,
0: Yeah, uh, Moses (coughs) and uh, Hebrews coming out of Egypt. I think that happens a lot, even today. Have you have you brought us here, God, to fail? But was it God that left them, or did they leave God?
1: You know, at this point, Joshua doesn't know about Achan's sin. So we can't really fault him because what they were doing was a sign of contrition. What we can do, what we can fault him for... Is the prayer that he's praying, and it, I find it, I find it really ironic that Joshua would come to, uh, come to the Lord, and pray the same things that he had heard the Israelites say on the other side of the Red Sea. Why'd you bring us out here to die? Why'd you bring us out here for no water? Why'd you bring us out here with no food? You know, and it was the same thing over and over and over. And God's response to this, to this situation and to this, you know, we have to put this in in perspective. Whenever you read a story in the Bible, you have to understand that the story was written to a specific group of people at a specific time for a specific purpose, but it has general application in all of our lives. It's like a, a story to warn us of things that will happen in our life here. Okay.
0: Well, Joshua's the leader, right? Yes. And, and when you when you see him leading the Hebrews, the Israelites, uh, Jericho, the war in Jericho, it was, uh, he was a man on fire with the Lord. But here, you have him sending 3,000, 2,000, 3,000 men, and he didn't even consult the Lord, and he was looking to his <sighs> own self-confidence and not looking to God for direction to this city.
1: Have, have you ever had a time in your life when you did something like that where you... Yeah. decided to go out on your own and do things yeah. and decide things for yourself instead mm-hmm. of consulting. You know, I, we all have. I think that the greater application of this is that when Joshua got to this point and when he goes to God, he wants to shift the blame off of himself and the Israelite camp and on to God. We go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. This woman that you gave me she's the one. In other words, you gave her to me, she messed it up, and you messed it up by giving her to me. Right, right. So we're trying to, he was trying to shift the blame off. Why would you bring us out here? And God's answer to him is the same answer to us in a lot of situations in our life. When you deal with with, uh, psychological counseling, and you deal with a lot of people, and those people, a lot of times, and I'll let you answer this, Mm -hmm. they come to you, and they want to tell you that everything is so bad and all of these things, when in fact all they need to do is shut up, get up, and do right. That is true. And here, God says enough. In verse verse six, it says uh, he he goes on to say, "Then Joshua tore his clothes." And he and then we go on down to verse seven. Oh Lord God, Joshua said, "Why did you bring us out here?" Then we go down to eight. What can I say, Lord, now that Israel has turned its back and run from its enemies? When the Canaanites and all who live in the land hear about this, they will surround us and wipe us out mm-hmm. and our name, uh, wipe our name out from the earth. You know, he's saying he's predicting all of these evil things happening because God is punishing them for something. And then he, the Lord then said to Joshua, stand up or get up. Why have you fallen face down? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant that I appointed for them. They have taken some of what was set apart. They have stolen, deceived, and put those things in their own belongings. In other words, get up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think
0: the failure to take responsibility for our actions is to in society. I think when we look at this... It, people may say even i i have said you know reading it for the first time uh, not not today but when i read it for the first time years ago that uh, it's just one little sin and uh but you we have to understand one sin one things we the things we do can affect families marriages churches communities even countries uh you know if you look into a battle uh a military battle one person can let the enemy know, he can make noise, and, and, and uh, then the whole military uh, defeat occurs. We also know that one person uh, can take uh, secrets that the country has and destroy uh, the intelligence that a person possesses. So I think that one sin, ultimately going back to Adam and Eve, one sin brought death
1: how many people how many lives did that sin cost <clears throat> you mean here or in the in the beginning right here yeah 30 people died in the assault yeah. yeah and then his entire family died from the assault you hear a lot of people say i know that this is a sin or i know that this is wrong but it's not hurting anybody but me mm-hmm. how often in your counseling, do you run across people who were affected by the sins of their parents?
0: All the time. I mean, we all have effects from our parents, third, fourth generation. We've passed, you know, temptations to drink, uh, sexual uh, addiction, uh, you know, uh, the way we behave. I mean, all that comes, most of that comes as a result of the way we're parented or caregiver given and that. Uh, we, we, we kind of, we're born in a sin nature, but it's kind of made stronger and better as we learn to sin deeper because of our violence.
1: And that's one of the problems that I think that, that here, why this sin was judged so harshly yeah. and why the result of this was the removal of the entire family was because of the fact that you have these sins that run in families now i'm not one of those that's that proposes that you know generational sins and all of that i've heard that term many times over there is a predisposition that we have with regard to certain things in our our lives but we are not slaves to how we feel We have the choice. God has given us a choice whether to sin or whether to follow Him. Achan saw something, went to his own reasoning, decided on what he would do, and did it. And it affected everybody.
0: It did. Yeah. So, looking at this, I think we need to take uh, kind of pulling things in. I think that looking at this, Sin of one affects families, congregations, nations, countries, churches. Um, And it's not, sin is not always apparent uh, automatically or it's not always apparent in general. But it does affect our blessings of God. Mm -hmm. It does affect our life. Um, And I I, I think another point we could take from this is it affects everyone. Rich, poor, uh, not dependent upon culture, race. It affects everyone.
1: You know, one of the things too about this that the, that I had in my study on this it, it had come across was when you see the sin occur, immediately the mention of the ark comes mm-hmm. in. So up until this point, they kind of had it on auto drive. And they were relying on their selves, and I think that if you find a spiritual failure in people's lives, usually there's an absence of the presence of God in their life, mm-hmm. and which leads the door leaves the door open uh, for this sin to occur.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that happens more than we even realize it. And I think
0: the door now is Jesus. You know, uh, you know it's not about following a bunch of rules and traditions of men. it's about having a personal relation with Jesus Christ, who is the who is fully God fully man, and that knowing him, uh, we have freedom of knowing him with his grace. we are set free from the bondage and slavery of sin, and we're made right with him. And I think today I my hope, is that we're focusing on a love relationship with the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, by faith. By dying, he showed it was a man. By rising from the dead, he showed his God. And by believing, we have eternal life. Well, I think that was good, uh, Doyle. And I think that we need to be more serious about walking with Jesus and knowing his word and taking it to heart.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to Two Men and a Bible.